Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, you're listening to Love Line with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? Hey, what's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. It's a beautiful day. It is. In LA. We have a good weather now. Yeah. It's not crazy hot. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm all about the uh, rain and dark, so. Ew. I'm not the sunny California kind of guy. Rose. I know. I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so how was your week, man? It's been really good. There's a lot going on politically. Lots to talk about. Lots to write about. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, it's like it's like never ending. It it never ends. But on a positive note, as someone who's really involved in activism and social justice, I'm loving seeing some of the changes I'm seeing. So I don't watch a lot of television. I'm mm-hmm. not a big television guy, but you kind of aren't either. You're like me. We binge watch specific things, right? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> the other night I had TV on, which is rare. It's usually watching like Apple TV and um, Project One Way came on. They have a new season uh-huh. and they are now using plus size models. I'm sitting there watching the episode. Yeah. And like 80% were plus sized. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? That's fucking amazing. And they were all mostly people of color. Sick. Yeah. About fucking time. Yeah. So it's not these like white skinny girls. Right. And you know, again, the designers are very diverse themselves. Also, um, a lot of different ethnic backgrounds and uh, sexual orientation identifications. And there's like a gender queer dude on there. And a couple of them are doing some like gender neutral style based clothing. It was just really beautiful and powerful to see. That's amazing. Mainstream television. So let's, let's segue. And since we're talking about plus size, okay. Um, Usher. He had a a woman accuse him. Her name is Quantasia Sharpton. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And she, you know, she got on the podium and she said, you know, that although she didn't contract herpes from him, it was still the fact that they did have unprotected sex and he didn't let her know his status. Right. Right. So the other day she gets on Instagram and she said, you know what? I've been slut shamed and fat shamed like to the point where it's just ridiculous. And I want to go to Amber Rose's slut walk. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. So she said that. And so they, you know, they put it up on like all the other, you know, um, gossip uh, Instagram pages and stuff like that. And I'm looking through the comments and they're like, I, I don't even want to repeat it. I don't even, it's just really, really horrible. Just to help people though, they were basically saying like he wouldn't want to have sex with someone of her size. Yes. That's the nice version. That's yeah. not nice, but yeah. Right. And I, yeah, I don't want to repeat anything negative, but yeah, that, that, you know, basically she's a big girl. They would, he would never have sex with her. She's a liar. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now I wrote a comment on one of the, the Instagram pages that had a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, comments about her. And I said, look, 
I don't give a fuck if she's lying or not. I don't care. One, not that I don't care. I mean, lying isn't cool. But at the end of the day, she knows the truth and he knows the truth. Two people know the truth. Out of these 3,000 comments, nobody fucking knows the truth besides them two people. Period. Mm -hmm. My whole thing is that this girl has been slut-shamed and fat-shamed, body-shamed to the point where it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Because her size has nothing to do with the story at all. Nothing to do with at the story all. at all. Well, and then they were like, you know, well, it's your fault that you had sex with a guy that you just didn't know that well. Oh, come on, man. But I, then like, that, that's saying he had sex with a girl that he didn't know that yeah. well. And the majority of people. It's bullshit. Are having unmarried sex. Yeah. Let's just get that clear. Most of the world I know is I having am. sex outside of marriage. Right. Yeah. Let's not act like we're all waiting until marriage to have sex. Exactly. And, and and if we did that, that would somehow make us better because it doesn't. So yeah. I said that I don't I don't know the truth. It really doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that I would love for her to come and walk with us. Cool. Absolutely. She is more than welcome to come to Slut Walk. Everyone that has been victim blamed, slut shame, body shame, fat shame, whatever, you are welcome at Slut Walk. Yep. Period. Gay, trans, cis, Gay, come, bring it on. Come to LA. Yeah. October. October 1st. First come to LA. Sun, first Sunday of the month. Uh, is it a Sunday? I don't know if yeah, it's, it's a Sunday, Sunday I think. Day. Oh, well, anyway. Well, it's October 1st. Yeah. October 1st. Um, and so people were like going in on me saying like, why do you care? Um, so basically, you don't care if she's telling the truth or not. I'm like, well, you don't know the truth. And guess what? She's in court. The legal system will, will sort yeah, that out. Yeah, I'm not a fucking not lawyer, a lawyer, bro. I'm not a, a, a fucking judge. I'm not a lawyer. And I damn sure ain't a mind reader. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. The fact of the matter is, Slut Walk is exactly what the fuck she's going through. And we would love to have her come and walk with us. Period. And, you know, if she is lying, then, okay, it's a Sunday. October 1st is a Sunday. Cool. Um, if she is lying, it really, really is unfortunate. But the fact of the matter is, is that people didn't even give her a chance yeah. if she was telling the truth because she's a big girl. But this is part of my issue with um, what I would call not real journalism and dumb celebrity news, which is that's none of our business. Yeah. I don't have a right to know what's going on in her life and ushers. Yeah. I don't think that should have been brought public i like discussing the topic and why is she a liar because she's sure. big yes that's exactly what they're saying that is because she's that is, a big girl exactly. she's lying if she was someone who met the traditional standards of american beauty then i think they would have a better time accepting that you what can't she might say, say traditional possible. standards of beauty well i'm just saying, kidding okay yeah because i got in trouble for that i'm <laughs> oh, like oh, right. oh, oh i got that's what you had said Oh, no, Philly hates me because I said traditional oh. Well, look, beauty. Philly and everyone, there are traditional standards of beauty in our white culture in America, and we hold other people accountable to them. And if you don't meet those standards, we call you fat and ugly, ugly too dark-skinned, right. whatever the words are. So, yeah, yeah. poor too, thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually think she's very beautiful. I went to her page. Um, hey, guess what? I'm not into skinny people. Yeah. So sorry, thin people. I've had people that have hit on me all gym bodied up and I'm like, I'm not into that. And then I remember one person once said, well, what am I going to the gym for? And I was like, I don't know. Not for me because I, I'm not into that. Babe, I like thicker, rounder people. I like so guys she's got my support. that look like they don't eat. Yeah. That <laughs> fucking. <true>. <laughs> <laughs> 
awesome. that that look like they smell like fucking liquor and cigarettes <laughs> and they're completely tatted all over that's their body awesome. that's my shit yeah. so guess what motherfuckers like what they like and yeah. i feel like a lot of guys they won't admit to liking big girls yeah. because they feel like they're gonna get made fun of just like a lot of guys that like transsexuals yeah. and gay boys and yep. stuff like that in the industry they'll never say it now i'm not saying that she's telling the truth i'm not saying that you know usher i don't fucking know i don't know it's really none of my business fact of the matter is is that she is gonna come to slut walk and she's gonna walk with us because that's just the type of bitch i am and yeah and that's and that's it so i can't i can't wait to have her um also my friend Brittany, so she okay. <clears throat> this girl Brittany, hold on one second, cause I'm gonna. Why is my okay? Just cut this out, and. Okay, so <clears throat> there's this girl, Brittany. She's on a new show with um, Rick Ross. She's a singer slash rapper. Um, she had reached out to me because she is uh, she was in a, a an abusive relationship with a guy that is very famous in Houston. And um, she's going to come to Slut Walk and she's going to talk. And, you know, it's really unfortunate that she had to go through such a horrible situation, but she's not being quiet. She's not going to be quiet. She's going to go out there. She's going to tell her story. She's going to help so many women this year by, you know, being up there. And the unfortunate thing is, is that the whole city is going against her. Like it's her fault Mm -hmm. that she got abused and beat up. By this guy that is more famous. Because he's popular and so Be- they want to support and defend him. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because he- It almost falls on what we were just talking about. Like they don't believe her because it's not as believable or they don't want to believe that he would do such a thing because right. of how they've come to see him. Yeah. 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 That's horrible. So this year's Slut Walk is going to be really, really big. We're going to help a lot of women. We have um, counselors. You're going to be there, I'm of there. course. Yep. Um, and literally, I, I, I posted about Slut Walk for tickets we are already, already over 10,000 people. Damn, that's so We still great. have another month to that's go. That's so great. And I just want to weave in this other piece about Slut Walk. It's everything you're saying, yes. And I also just want to remind people, it's also there's like a fun element too. Absolutely. Like it's heavy and it's honest and there's going to be some crying and healing, but there's also like food and dancing and mm-hmm. there's like celebration and body yes. positivity and sex positivity. So it's just like a beautiful coming together of all these different pieces. Absolutely. And I think that's the misconception about Slut Walk is that we just walk down the street with like signs. <laughs> Far from. So <clears throat> this year, the past two years, we maybe, I want to say the first year we did like two blocks because we only had like 2,500 people. This, I'm sorry, last year <clears throat> we did about four blocks. And those are long four blocks because of all the people. They're long, that yeah. were walking and pushing in. And this year we're doing a full mile. <laughs> what? Yes, oh we are doing God. a full mile. We Whoa. are expecting 17,000 wow. people this year. That's and so bring your sneakers 
mm-hmm. bring some socks, get comfortable, yeah. you know, and, and, and we're going to walk on behalf of, you know, every woman that has to deal with this fuck shit. We're going to cry. We're going <clears> to <throat> scream. We're going to laugh. We're yep. going to dance. We're going to hug. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and not even every woman. Everybody that yeah, deals with this shit. The gay community. Gays come down. Tr- yeah. Male feminists are there. Everybody's going to be Fathers there. Fathers and brothers of women and daughter and wives who've been affected or want to come out and support. It's it's a really beautifully diverse crowd. Absolutely. All and ages. so what we do is that we, we're going to walk the full mile in the morning. And then we have a huge festival for the rest of the day. Yeah. Until 5 o'clock at night. And we're partying. I have... One of my dearest, dearest friends performing, um, <clears throat> and he's absolutely amazing. It's not, it's not, it's not my boyfriend. It's not my boyfriend. <laughs> I will tell you that it's not twenty one because Can you say who it is. Uh, I cannot say who it is yet. <clears throat> yeah, write it down. But um, okay, I'll, I'll write I won't it. give any hints. But I I'll write it. Know. No, you're gonna love this. Good. You ready? I already love it because it's already always so fun. Oh, right on. Right. Yeah, that's badass. That's fucking badass. That's, I'm actually good for her. I, I'm glad to know that he's down with that. Yeah. That's cool. I well, like you that. know he loves us. I love that. And he has fucking hits. I'm at the repost. I have a really cool photo of me and him. Yeah. From the show. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Just fucking give it away. Whatever. Um, yeah, but so the, this artist, we absolutely adore him. He became one of our really good he's friends. So and he's so much fun. And he's so cool. And he fucking gets it, man. He fucking gets it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about that as well. So for the whole day, it's like a huge festival. And like you said, it's crying, it's laughing, it's fucking twerking. I mean, it's, it's dancing, it's meeting new friends. It, it became an annual thing where people come and fly in and be like, Oh, I remember you from last totally. year. Like we got celebrities, we got non-celebrities, mm-hmm. we got everybody just mashed together. Everybody. Is come down, be- fly and make a weekend of it. Make a fucking weekend. It's a good so, time in LA. Um, September 30th, the day before Slut Walk, is our opened conference. Dun, dun, dun. At First time ever. USC. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and um, we, oh God, I don't know if I can say it. We have a really, we have a lot of really great female speakers that are coming. Um, and um, that's like the real, like, educational part of Slut Walk. Um, we're doing the day before and then obviously the day after is the protest and then a celebration of women for the rest of the day. So um, it's going to be pretty amazing. So make sure you go to AmberRoseSlutWalk.com and put in the promo code. Thank you, Reebok. Thank you so much, Reebok, for making, you know, SlutWalk free. Reebok came in and basically gave us enough money to not have anyone pay for tickets. The fact that, and the fact that a company like that is yeah. willing to support a cause like this mm-hmm. is so powerful for me. Absolutely. That's amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that are like, well, why would we have to pay for tickets anyway? And, you know, listen, Slut Walk is a nonprofit. So everybody has to donate. We get sponsors, you know, companies to give us money and stuff like that because. We need staging. We need security, security like a motherfucker. Um, you know, we need gates. We need to make sure everybody is, you know, in one safe place. Um, and it costs a lot of money for the venue and everything like that. So I do not make any money off of Slut Walk. I don't make any money at all. I literally do it from my heart because I, I love people and, you know, I want to help people. And this is my nonprofit. So thank you so much, Reebok. Make sure you put in the code. Thank you, Reebok, for free tickets. Um, and if you go online to AmberRoseSlutWalk.com, 
and you want to donate, that would be great as well because it would really help us out. Yeah, come hang out with us for we'll sure all day. All right, let's uh, let's okay. <laughs> Damn, man! All right, and watch that attitude. She's like, hold on, please, <laughs> fuck, bitch. Watch that attitude. Not today. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So why do you always look so glowy and dewy and moisturized and youthful? What do you use? Um, actually, I use Kapari, which is 100% organic coconut oil. And that's important because if you're going to slather something all over your body all day, guys, please use something like Kapari that's natural, doesn't have chemicals. Yeah, I put it on my face, my scalp, uh, my feet, my elbows. It's just absolutely amazing. And it comes in all different types of, you know, there's coconut milk, um, sheer oil, the balm, uh, the body glow that has glitter in it. it. You know, it just... The sun hits your skin and you just look absolutely radiant. I literally live by this stuff. And how do you use it in relationship to the shower? Because you've talked about the fact that you have a special routine where you'll put it on before you go in the shower. No. So what I'll do is, is that, you know, when you take a shower, a hot shower, your pores are open. So then you shut the water off. You lather your body in the pure um, organic coconut oil and then you just dry off. So it sits in your pores and it just. You know, you go, you wake up in the morning and your skin is just glowing and radiant. And there's no sulfates, no silicones, no GMOs, no parabens. So it's natural. It's healthy. It's mm-hmm. good for your body. It's good for your skin. It's good for tattoos. I use it on my tattoos. Absolutely. Me and Amber are both covered and we don't want those aging or getting sun damage. For sure. So make sure you go to kaparibeauty.com slash muva, M-U-V-A, and get 20% off your order that's K O P A R I beauty dot com slash mother for twenty percent off. So go on there right now. I guarantee you you will absolutely love it. Welcome back to Love Line with Amber Rose and certified sex therapist Chris Donahue. Ready, Nudie. Hi, Nudie. Nadia. Hi, how are you guys? Hey Nadia. This is not Nadia. Oh, wait, what why is this something else on here? Oh, sorry. I have a different name in front of me. Hi, hi, babe. How are you? How can we help you? I'm doing good. Um, I hope you guys are having a good day so far. Oh, we are, uh, for I sure. Th- thank you. <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys so much. I just had two back-to-back breakups this year, and your podcast has seriously helped me get through right. so much. Aww. Two back-to-back breakups in a year. That's that's that's, all, that's, that's tough. a good year. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah, it's Welcome been, it's been crazy. Life. Welcome to Amber's life. <laughs> <laughs> old life. Let's not get the news old, off of that. Old Amber's life. still in a relationship that hasn't, you know. That hasn't not completely yet. fucked up <laughs> Not yet. yet. <laughs> Usually have I'll bless, be it up now. Bless. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, this last, this last relationship, um, you know, we were like best friends before it. And, you know, it just got like super toxic. So we ended it. Uh, but we're still really good friends. Um, but, I mean, my question is, I've, I have very little experience dating. This has been the only two relationships I've ever been in. So I've never really been friends with an ex before. But we are we were best, best friends, so we're still heavily in each other's lives. You know, of course, we still <laughs> mess around. I'm just wondering, is, is that a realistic relationship to maintain with an ex, to still be friends on that level? On the sexual level. Um, 
in general. Like, <laughs> okay, I, you know, I heard your ping pong things get messy. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I, I say this in my book and people get real bothered by this. It's a good sign if you're friends with your ex because that shows that you honor relationship, you leave lovingly, you don't burn things down, you don't talk smack, you can work through conflict. So I love that idea. I'm personally friends with a multitude of my exes and so we have a really beautiful relationship because of how much intimacy we've had in the past. Um it's the so I think that's great that you guys can be friends and yes I think that's doable. It's the sex piece that is probably not doable because mm-hmm. each of you might at some point want to enter well either want to enter a new relationship with someone else or it might keep you trapped in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. See anytime anytime I made like one of my um exes my friend it was like I would just hook them up with like somebody else. Right. Like I would literally be like, you are just a friend. Yeah. And you are the fucking homie. Like I look so at you sweet. as a brother now. Yeah. And like, I'm, I want to help you find love with yeah, someone else. Yeah. Like cool. yeah, for sure. But I mean, that takes time, obviously. But um, yeah. It, yeah. I always cut the sex off because I tended to want it really clean and defined, and I wanted to re-enter the dating world with someone else. But look. We slowly work our way into sex and affection. It's understandable that you're working your way out and it's very common for people to break up and still have sex for a little while. It's just part of the working out phase. Um, Probably difficult Mm -hmm. to maintain, but if right now it's feeling okay, it's feeling okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't don't really enjoy, you know, uh, well, I know you guys talk about it a lot. I don't really enjoy sex with people I don't know too well. (laughs) So so he's still kind of like my... My prayer, my primary like well, partner listen, for listen, that. Amber. But <laughs> listen, Amber. Huh? Uh, Amber's the same way, so I'm calling you Amber. Well, th- okay, so you're calling out the only concern I'd have, which is if you don't like having sex with people who don't know that well. Cool. Um, are you then still having sex with him so as to not move forward and start dating other people, or are you having sex with him while dating other people until you get to a place with these new people where you're having sex with them? Um, you know, I kind of don't really want to date. Like, I don't mind going on dates. I kind of don't really want to see anyone. I just kind of want to have time for myself. But and see him and cuddle also... him and have sex with him. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah. But of course, who doesn't? I mean, the sex is just like really, really great, and I enjoy partnered sex. You know, because there's always masturbation, of course. But, um, but, but yeah. So. Is that messy as well? If <laughs> if you're saying to me that, I, I don't know, I can't really read into this, but it, it's possible that what you're saying, weigh in, that you are still kind of in it with him and you really like having sex, it feel good, feels good, you like spending time with him. When you say you don't necessarily want to be with someone else, I kind of hear you saying, I'm still prioritizing him. So... That again is my concern. But can you have sex with him without any emotional feelings involved in just sex? Yeah, well, um, like jealousy? Is that what you're saying? Like no, he dates no. other boys? That's not what she means. She means without caring and still loving him and still yearning for him. Uh, I guess, I guess a, a little Girl, bit. I feel, like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have to have, like, sometimes I'm a savage and then sometimes I'm not, you know? Uh. Look, I'll say this. If you were working with me in my office, I would have you doing something overt and powerful that's a sign that you are not his boyfriend and that you're single. And so I'd absolutely have you back online dating 
or I'd have you going on dates, something so that your psychology. Oh and your yeah, body... I did that because okay, I heard good. you say it in another episode. Good. So I like I joined Tinder, great. and I've been like going out with dates guys, great. but I'm not really like too interested. Okay, great. Anyone? And at some point you will be, and I and if you see yourself able to detach from him and put all of that energy into this new person, awesome. But if you see that you can't, red flag. Okay. Time will tell. All right, Nudie. Call back and Thank let us know. You guys Thank so you guys so much. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Um, and so moving forward, could we not have you give me the wrong names of people on my no, paper? While I yeah. Was on the phone with her, yeah. She said, "Let's use my nickname." Mm-hmm. Oh. Anne always has excuses. <laughs> Fuck you, Anne. All I hear is excuses, wow. excuses, excuses <laughs> coming from over there. I'm gonna need less excuses. <laughs> we love you. Anne. I love Anne so much. Anne is our ride or die. Yo, for real. Forever. That's our bitch, yo. When we were shooting the show, the show that never was, yeah, um, Anne was my like you were my everything. I would go in your Aww. office, well, yeah. When I'd have my meltdowns, where I was like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, I feel out of place. Anne was like my rock. Anne is like, I don't know. She's just like you could just talk to her about anything, mm-hmm. and like she she'll never judge you, and she's just so. She got me through the whole thing. She's so loving. That show and kicked caring. my ass emotionally, and you were like my rock. Seriously, you're the only person I had. I'd go in your office well, and feel you, so Dr. safe. Chris. Sorry, Ann. You were uh, sorry, Amber. You were too busy getting your eye, your uh, what do you call it? Your hydration IVs. Oh, my and, IVs and shit. Yeah. I'm so bougie. <laughs> getting your hair did. <laughs> Facetime and your boyfriend. No, whatever. Amber would literally be like Facetime her boyfriend. She'd be like, "All right, I gotta go." She'd like, I don't know, put a shoe on and Facetime him again and be like, "What are you doing now?" Go, gotta go put on our other shoe face okay he was facetiming me excuse you we were facetiming each other it was adorable and hilarious nah it's my oh, baby oh man that's awesome it's my babe he's a good guy yeah he is he's awesome new story oh yeah Dr. okay chris so this is actually really 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 important and really fascinating so this is not nationwide um yet i hope it is at some point but mm-hmm. in um in the UK, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a state-of-the-art HIV testing machine that's installed. Right now, it's at a gay sauna, so it's at like a gay club. But there's a machine. It is free. It will give you an HIV test. You'll get the results in 15 minutes, and it's available 24-7. Oh, wow. like what, out on the street? Here's the picture. Sorry, guys, you can't see it, but it's, see that machine? So uh-huh. right now, it's at like a gay sex club, so it's in one of the hallways. But does that... You you have to put blood in there. So or? much like a one of those uh, at home diabetes testing yeah. things. Yeah, it gives you a little pinprick. Uh, takes your takes a little drop of blood, and in fifteen minutes gives you results. Oh wow! So imagine if we could have these in you know public bathrooms, right? Um, nightclubs. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting concept. I, mean, I feel like a lot of people might get blood. hurt. Well. Too. You do want a lot of support around people. For for some people, testing is a very emotional, psychological process, mm-hmm. and it's important for them to have support. But I, I, I always. But then love it resources. also well, it also would be like, hey, you want to fuck tonight? And they're like, yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, let's just go over here and check this out real quick, right? Yeah, fifteen minutes free. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean, again, I just like resources. I like activism. I like conversation. I like normalization. You know being HIV positive it's just a way of life it's a difference um no shame no stigma and this is a way to just start to kind of get the conversation going people will be able to talk about disclosure and i love this stuff yeah for sure i'm i'm with it all right we have kayla on the line hey kayla hi amber how are you i'm good babe you're on with me and dr chris what's going on how hey. can we help you 
Hey, Dr. Chris. Hello. Um, how are y'all? Good. We're hanging in there. Good. Awesome. So um, the question that I had uh, is it, kind of just to fill you guys out and get some advice on it, but um, I've been with my boyfriend now for almost four years, and after about two years of being together, um, we decided to try out this uh, new thing called hot wifing. Um, I'm not technically a hot wife because we're not married, mm-hmm. but um, so yeah, I wanted some feedback on it. Um, what does I've that been mean? Cheated on what is hot wifing? Yeah. Um, Dr. Chris, do you okay. want to explain or do you sure. want me to explain? Uh, so all these things are going to have a little Swapping bit of Swapping wives, no, basically. No, no. Okay. But okay, it? Amber, I like what you're putting I'm down. I'm just saying. <laughs> no uh, judge. It kind of falls under uh, the umbrella of like cuckolding, right? Where it's a man letting other man have sex with his wife, watching for some men they want to join in, for some men they want to kind of sit back and watch. Some men like to have a little humiliation involved in that, so they find a guy that's like very different from them, maybe more endowed than them. Mm-hmm. What is it for you guys? Um, for us, it's more of just like a one-sided open relationship. So oh, wow. He, okay, so it's my, relational. Yeah, my boyfriend, he's not involved. He doesn't want to watch. Um, he does like to hear details, um, but that's something that we talk about on our own time. Like, uh, we don't talk about what I've done with other men when we're being intimate. That's my choice. So um, let me ask you a question. I like to keep, yeah. Why do you guys not use the word open relationship, even though it's one-sided? Because... Yeah, because it's one-sided. Um, okay. He has no interest in his side being open, which is great because I'm a very jealous person. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be able to handle that well because I've been yeah. cheated on in the past. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it was really difficult for me to open up my side. Um, but it's getting easier. And, um, you know, in the beginning there was a lot of guilt involved. And, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't necessarily tell him everything as quickly as I have been able to now because I just, I felt guilty. Of course you live in a Um, culture that's obsessed with monogamy. And the minute you say that you're doing something other than that, people automatically assume that there's something wrong in your marriage or you don't love them enough or you're not attracted enough or there's something wrong with you or they slut shame you. Of of course you have some anxiety. Yeah. Right. But it's getting a lot easier. Um, Actually just this past weekend uh, I, I was with somebody else and it was so easy and I think that um, my boyfriend's take on it is you know it brings a whole different level of honesty to our relationship Um, and that's just like that's a really big turn on for him knowing that you know I'm trusted to go and do whatever it is that I want to go do but he knows I'll always come back right it's also a beautiful act of love and care so what what, what, how does he get off on that dr. Chris what does um, that mean? Like, she, so well, she for goes, Kayla, she's saying that she'll come home, and you're saying, Kayla, that sometimes you'll come home, and uh, later, in an erotic way, you will share with your boyfriend some of the details. Correct. Um, it started out mostly like whenever I would text another guy back and forth. Right. Um, I wasn't really quite comfortable vocalizing what was said or what was done, so I would at first send him screenshots, so that kind of would play into like sexting back and forth. Um, because I am a very promiscuous person, but I got away from that. We don't like promiscuous. We don't like like that word. You're very sex positive. You're sexually confident. uh, You're sex positive. Promiscuous is so negative. (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm very, uh, well, yeah, I was very sex confident and then went through some really tough relationships that made me really, you know, lack just self-confidence. So he saw that, you know, that I guess that flame was still there and tried to help me, you know, get back to being the confident sexy person that I am um, 
and this, I guess, was kind of his way of encouraging that, and it's working, um, but I just, like I said, I wanted some input on, you know, that that feeling of guilt and, you know. Cultural. I, I was, You're supposed to feel guilty. <laughs> like, we live in a culture that you do not have role models to see other people successfully doing this. You're not coming across stories on television and magazines of happy, healthy, successful people living their lives and doing things like this. So it's kept in the shadows. It's taboo. It's frowned upon. upon. I mean, look, there's so much health in this because not everyone's built for monogamy and a lot of people fail at it instead of realizing, shit, I got to ask for something else. This isn't right for me. They're made to feel like there's something wrong with them and they're a sex addict or they're just a you know perpetual cheater. And it's like, I work with some guys and girls where I say to them, you are not good at monogamy. You're not built for it or it's just not something that you're going to be successful at. Stop trying. Date someone who can handle configuration like what you're talking about where monopoly, one's monogamous, one's poly, open. Um, let your partner off the hook. You're making them miserable. You're making yourself miserable. And like you're saying, you will find guys where they are erotic. They are turned on. They are aroused by seeing their partner's sexuality in action with someone else. And I love that your boyfriend loves you enough to accept you for all that you are and to say, I don't need to be worried about anything. Go out and engage in your full sexuality. Yeah, I would say I'm a pretty pretty looking woman, woman to, to have him. Yeah. Just also remain um, open and sensitive and empathetic if at all, if something arises that he struggles with around that or maybe the, some partner choices you make or are you, are time you, distribution. Are you doing this because you want to do it or do you feel obligated because your boyfriend really wants it? Um, at first, it felt more obligated. Um, you know, there was a conversation where he, you know, it was brought up on him, but I hadn't, I hadn't quite, I didn't understand all of it yet. Like I just, you know, at the very beginning, just, uh, it was overwhelming with guilt and I stopped, you know, I told him, I'm like, I can't handle this. This is stressing me out. It's making me feel bad. Like I cannot do this. Um, but, but then we, um, talked about it some more and I, you know, he explained his, his position on it a little bit more to me and, you know, understanding the whole honesty and how his past relationships, he didn't have that. And the honesty that this, that comes with this is what is a big turn on for him. So, you know, the more I understood about it, the more comfortable I became. And now, you know, now I'm in a position to where it it is exciting for me. And I, I do enjoy it more so now than in the beginning. And, you know, the more and more that we do this, it's not like an all the time kind of thing but you know it's it's kind of like if i see something i like go get it and i know when i come home that it's going to be okay that's cool yeah and often and often as you're kind of saying goes through phases where uh, i'm assuming there'll be times in your relationship where you and your partner need more time together more um uh, exclusivity and you'll not be doing this and there's times where maybe you will be doing more of it so just be sensitive to the ebbs and flows but no I think I think all's well you feel secure in it you feel okay with it it doesn't feel like it's having negative consequences for you so I, I think it's great well done yeah thank you yeah. Um, I did want to ask you Dr. Chris how do you feel about um, because my first two I guess rendezvous were with somebody who I had a previous not relationship with but we you know we knew each other we had a friendship we had a history nothing sexual it was just we knew each other right. um, and those were the ones that were really anxious for me and really difficult um, you know the most recent one I did not know him as as well I mean right. I knew who he was but it wasn't like I was a stranger I picked up at a bar or anything like right. that. Um, but it was a lot easier. Do you think that it's because I didn't have 
a relationship or a knowledge of them as a person yes. prior. Yeah. I yeah. often recommend that unless you're literally looking for multiple true relationships with people that might be ongoing. If, if it literally is just about the sex, make it just about the sex and find someone where it is only about that. And that would usually mean finding someone that you don't have a prior social romantic relationship with. So there's not all that coming with it. And they're essentially able to just show up honestly in a sexual capacity only. So yeah, for sure. Right. And this time around, I was very honest with, with that person. You know, I told them my situation and, you know, I didn't want them to feel like I was leading them on in a way to where that this could become a relationship because they're not with anybody. Um, but I didn't want him to get like a false sense of, you know, maybe I can win this girl over when that's not what right. And that's where you're showing how much health you have because you know, we never want to misuse sexuality to bait someone or to mislead them or to injure them. So if the guy might be thinking something relational might come out of this, I love that you say to them, Hey, just so you know, this is only sex for me. That's a really loving, caring thing. That's good. All right, good. Awesome. Well, it sounds like I'm, I'm on the right yeah, track. And then. if anything else comes up, circle back, call us and we'll talk more about it. Thanks. Kayla. That was great. Thanks. Thank y'all so much. I really love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Love you too. Bye. I love the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. People out there just really finding what works for them authentically. It's just, um, it's interesting. It really is interesting because he doesn't want anything, but so what, it, so he gets aroused and then like, so they can't talk about it while they have sex, but he'll just like think about her doing it and like masturbate or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fairly common for couples to get both anxious and aroused at fantasizing about their partner with someone. This is like a more extreme version because she'll mm-hmm. send him screenshots sometimes of actual sexual text messages she'll have with these other guys. Mm-hmm. And he's secure enough with her where he can just keep it in the sexual domain, get aroused, jack off to it, and then put the phone down and give her a hug and go back to their relationship. Wow. And that's really evolved. Yeah. Um, and I get that because I've had different relational styles where I've been in an open relationship before and I'm currently in one with someone who's an adult performer. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, slowly talking more about that. Right. Um, so I'm with someone who's having sex for their career with other people. Yeah. And I'm currently monogamous. Mm-hmm. So we're someone in a monogamous slash open. Open, right. We jokingly call it pornogamous. That's cute. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. And do, does jealousy come up sometimes? Sure. There are times in my day where I don't want to go on Twitter and see a video of them. Right. Right. Just wrong day, wrong moment. Right. Didn't need to be destabilized or something like that. But um, there's other moments where it's completely neutral and. And you don't mind. And, and, I, and I don't mind. And that's just kind of the life we have. So Kayla, it's understandable that she has some anxiety. Culture isn't necessarily supportive of things like this. Cool. Let's know? jump into another caller. Hi, Alexis. Yes. Hi. Hey, you're on with me and Dr. Chris. What's, What's up? up? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, babe. How are you? How can we help you? I'm good. Um, so I just had a question regarding um, a relationship I just got out of. Um, my boyfriend and I were together for about almost three years. We lived together for two. And um, recently I decided to end it. I moved back home and, um, you know, I decided to end the relationship because I, I just wasn't happy any longer. And, um, you know, I trying to leave it to where, you know, we could still be friends and talk and everything. But um, usually when I talk to him, it always leads up to him trying to um, get back into a relationship. And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I try to uh, 
be nice and everything and, you know, not really be rude about it. But, um, you know, he you just, just have no like, interest really in him anymore. No, I don't. So um, I wanted to know, like, how can I go about, like, still trying to be his friend, but um, not really, like, trying to be rude about, you know. I don't think I don't think that's a good idea. And I'm going to tell you why, because he still has feelings for you. So you being his friend and trying to be like, you know, hey, maybe we can go bowling or let me tell you about this new guy I'm dating. It's just not really going to work for him right now. I think you need to cut ties until he really gets over it because you hanging out with him is just probably giving him the wrong impression. Right. Well, I mean, he um, he still lives in, you know, a different city. So we're not we don't really talk on the phone like that. I I try to not talk on the phone with him, but he still, you know, calls or texts. Because he still loves you. He still loves you. And he's hurt and that you don't want to be with him anymore. And you're in the easier, you're in the easier position in some way because you're, you're getting everything you want. You're single now. You can date other people. You can talk to him if and when you want. And he's the one that has to kind of like reorganize and never just kind of nailed it. Like my theory is this. If you can't talk to them like a friend, then they're not then they're not able to really be a friend, and then they're not really right. a friend. And if you can't say to this person like, "Hey, I have a crush on someone," or "Yeah, I went on a really great date last night," if you're not able to really fully bring all that in, then they're not ready. And so maybe right. you should lovingly let them know like, you're not able to show up to me as a friend. I'm not able to show up to you as a friend. So let's take a break and then honor that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Because he can't give you what you want either. You're frustrated. You wish he would stop bringing in the romantic stuff and trying to win you back. It's annoying for you, you know. Yeah, it is. It's a bummer, though. Okay, yeah, that's we've sucks. been there. All right, thanks, thanks Alexis. For calling in. All right, thank you guys so Bye. much. Y'all have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. I've tried to do both angles of it before. I've tried to be friends with someone too soon when the feelings were still there, and. um I couldn't hear anything. You know, I was threatened by any mention of dating someone else. Right. It, it feels bad for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, Anne. <laughs> okay, girl. Yeah, that, that really sucks. I, I've definitely been there. I've, I've been him in the relationship. Yeah. Where I'm just like, why can't we work it out? Mm-hmm. Why can't we do this? And it's just like, you're in the house and you're crying and you're sad and you're emotional and they're, they just literally don't give a fuck. Yeah, and they would start, and understandably, they start to resent getting pulled back in that conversation over and over again. Where they're yeah. like, look, it's over. I'm sorry you feel bad. I don't want to have to keep explaining why it ended. I don't want to keep being dragged into the past. I'm trying to move forward. You're just like, you know what? Fuck you, okay? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're going to regret it, asshole. Uh, I mean, I love how caring she's trying to be because her whole thing is like, I want to tell them it's over and keep it that way without being rude. That's great. I love that, but yeah, hard boundaries. Yeah. It's a bummer. That's so sad. It's nice when relationships end when you're both in the same exact place about it all, but that's not usually how it goes. Yeah. I, it's kind of empowering that she's the one in the like powerful position though. Yep. Cause she's like, dude, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for it's him. It's usually the guy doing that. Well, he needs, and also if, if he's listening or anyone in his situation is listening, what doesn't help you get over someone is if you keep staying on their social media, it tends to make you feel bad. So yeah. unfollow, stop creeping. Block. Yeah. It just doesn't help you get over someone to watch their life move forward without you. Absolutely. That's a big ouch. Yeah. I think we have one more caller. Um, do we have another news story? Dr. Sure Chris? do. Um, Allure magazine. 
I applaud you guys. They have made a vow to stop using the word anti-aging in their magazine because along with myself and many uh, social media posts I've made, aging is not a disorder or anything that needs to be fixed or remedied. It's a natural, healthy process. Mm -hmm. And um, it's discriminatory to be anti-aging. You can't be anti-aging, right? So they're saying, let's stop using that word, which is just shaming people that have aged or older as though there's something wrong with them. They need to fix themselves somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of really beautiful. It is. At least for me. I love that idea. No, I love that. That's I, I never even really thought about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I talk about ageism and stuff like that. But, you know, I see like when people are like, Madonna's too old to be dressed like that. <gasps> Mariah Carey's too old to be oh. wearing that. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, what comes up for me Let is, them fucking wear what they want to wear. Yeah, it's so like, annoying. There's no, there is no thing. I, I, I get really hung up on that too where... I, my, my ethics and what I think is really healthy mentally is people being compassionate and authentic. And if something fashion wise feels good to you, do it regardless of what your body looks like or how old you are, wear it, right? Wear it. I just got up in arms on social media because someone was posting something about the shoes someone was wearing to a specific restaurant. And I was like, that is classism and elitism where are the shoes you want where you oh want. they said so, there's Stop. like a meme there's going no around rules. saying that i'm a horrible mother because my cleavage saw was out that i did see i'm that. like i have huge fucking real tits out of everything they they have a mind of their own seriously like i i mean i try and mind you my son fucking sucked milk out of my breast for a very long time so he doesn't give a shit your your the presence of your boobs will not injure your son's healthy development. Nudity doesn't harm people at all. At all, it we only harms people when you're like, "Don't look! Yeah. Oh my god! Don't yeah. look at this! Don't look at that!" I'm not very free around my kid. Yeah, we need we need more comfort encountering sexuality, not less. Yeah, we need to move in the direction of more exposure. Which, by the way, since we're talking about magazines, I also was just online looking at some ad and I was really bummed by this in not that I assume Oprah's perfect but in O Magazine there's an article about the right things to wear for your age and for your size and it's like wear what you want that's the right thing to wear what your body and you feel comfortable in regardless of your age or body don't wear something to look trim wear something that you want to wear that's it and be comfortable yeah. and confident. And RuPaul said it. Remember when he said that something like, the fatter you are, the more I want you in spandex. Yes. <laughs> Get that fat ass in some spandex, D- Shout out to Dance Hall Chrissy, man. <laughs> oh, no joke. Yes, right? Dance Hall yeah, Chrissy. Yeah, that one is doing it. He will stay in some spandex and twerk and do a split. And Upside I down. I love every fucking minute <laughs> yep, of it. I think he's bothered. so beautiful and so confident. He was at Slut Walk last year. Yes, he was. And, you know, and he constantly constantly you know does videos of him um you know dancing to dance hall yep. which is like you know reggae and um and i and i love him so much because he gives me confidence he gives yeah. so many people confidence he developed a whole fan base oh yeah he's um, huge. yeah just and, and i'll himself. read i'll read the comments of people slamming him and it's interesting that people are so threatened by someone who's living so free yeah this person is not worried about body or orientation or gender he's just literally no he will put on spandex and, and you can see his dick print oh, and yeah. his balls with a blue and wig. everything with a blue wig. and some blue <laughs> lipstick and no other makeup on and he don't give a fuck about your opinion Full mustache yes <laughs> he is not bodies full fun. five o'clock shadow yeah and like don't be jealous of someone who's that free be inspired by them Absolutely. i would love to be that free yeah you know i'd love to be less hung up about everything me too man right me too 
I can't wait. I'm going to um, make sure he gets out for Slut Walk. Role model. Yeah. I got a picture with him. It was really a powerful moment because I have friends that have sent me links to his stuff. Um, blown away, trying to understand. And and I was so excited to see him there. I was like, I'm so glad you're here. Like, I love you are, him. You are goals. Shout you're out goal. to Dance Hall yeah. Chrissy, man. He's awesome. amazing. One of my favorite people in the whole world. Okay. we. Uh, yes. What's Genevieve? Genevieve. Hey, honey, you're on with me and Dr. Chris. How can we help you? Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Hey. Chris. Hey. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, babe. What's going on? So um, I called in because I've been, I really don't know what to do, I should say. Um, so basically, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I've been, like, really busy with work and school and the whole nine, and it just started to, like, so I have trouble sleeping, right? And, um, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and things like that. But a couple of years ago, it started to be that I was having bad dreams. Now, it wasn't just normal bad dreams. It was, like, sexual bad dreams. So, like, I would have bad dreams that I was being raped or sexually assaulted. And it hasn't stopped. And, like, I don't know really, like, what to do, especially because it's, like, you know, I've never had, like, a, a traumatizing, like, sexual thing happened to me so that's why it really doesn't make any sense but it's like it's so vivid and intense that it's you know it's hard to deal with you know yeah that's tough that's really tough i mean the interesting thing about our brains is our brains and our mind are just like a sponge and they're always just pulling and absorbing things and we don't always know where things are coming from and we can't always protect ourselves from stuff and dream life is just a different level of consciousness. And again, it's just pulling pieces, pulling pieces. Um, so there's that piece and that we'll never really always understand why or how our brain is focusing on what it's focusing on. But interesting stat. Can right? we can we yeah. can we talk about something maybe a little more taboo and deeper? Yeah. Because maybe it's some past life stuff, right? Oh. You know, because I feel like I, I'm like I, I watch a lot of documentaries and right. a lot of shit like that. And um, I, I truly believe in that, that it could be like some some past life that you lived before that's coming around. How do you feel about that, Dr. Chris? I think it's I, I think it's possible. I think past life work and regression, um, I'm not trained in it. I'm not uber familiar with it. I think it's absolutely possible. My spiritual beliefs align yeah. with that being possible. Mm-hmm. I think that spiritually we are using our body as a vehicle for this lifetime. We're not our body. It's just a vehicle to get us to where we're going. Um, it's possible. But this is kind of where I was going to land with my answer is you're kind of taking us there, Amber, which is what I would say you should do is you should see a therapist, maybe see a hypnotist, maybe go work with some kind of um, spiritual coach that works with uh, past life regar- regression. Or, might be something or you need to work not even that. that, right? So like maybe if you just try to... Cause do you like go to bed and think like, okay, this is going to happen again? Um, I used to, like I used to dread going to sleep because I knew it was just going to be horrific and I wake up like screaming or crying and the whole nine. But I mean, it's been so long that it's kind of came to terms with it. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep and you know, it is what it is. This isn't uncommon though. Let me weigh that in. Okay. The stats are about, here's the thing. We, we don't talk openly about the things that we are aroused by or we fantasize about. And so a lot of people aren't aware of what's actually normal. And very taboo things are very common. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it's in our fantasy life and in our eroticism that we're able to safely think about some of the really taboo, kinky things that might turn us on. Mm. 52% of women, 
Some studies have shown as high as 52% thereabouts fantasize about rape and sexual assault. Wow. More than half, which means it's more than common to think in these, in these ways. I think part of it's cultural where rape still exists as something really scary to have encountered. Maybe your mind and fantasy is a safe place to do that. Um, some people say it's because you're so sexually healthy and positive and confident that your mind's able to go there. Some people say it's the opposite. Right. It's people that they're just working through a fear. It's really hard to know. Yeah, so I guess she should go see a... S- go see a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. Go do some work with a um, hypnotist. They can sometimes work with stuff like that. You could work with someone who has past life regression and see if there's something, a blockage from the past that's being brought into the forward. I mean, a lot of different ways to kind of address that. But I would say don't don't worry about it unless it's keeping you from sleeping. Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, like, I'm super, super busy all the time. So the amount of time that I get to sleep is, like, really scarce. So that's why I was like, you know, maybe they can help me and kind of figure out like where it's coming from. But yeah, I'll definitely look into that. For sure. All right. Well, good luck, Genevieve. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you guys. Love I can't you wait too, to see babe. you guys at the slut walk this, week, this year. Absolutely. See you there. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Let me just throw in there that, you know, the one difficult thing about psychology is we only have so much control over our mind and fantasy. Mm. And so this is someone who might have to, for a period of time, struggle with being able to sleep with these things kind of being brought up but there's there's um there's people out there that can help okay all right you guys so if you want to be a part of the show uh call in to 213-375-5258 that's 213-375-5258 leave a message and our beautiful producer <laughs> and we'll call you back yes, you um will. when we when we film the show and go to amber uh excuse me lovelinewitheamberrose.com and subscribe now uh yeah let me say the number one more time 213-375-5258 leave a message and we will call you back and that's our show thanks guys bye This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.